enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new Coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go-forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Stephen. How, How are you? Doing? I'm very well, thank you. Now, rugby league, when in doubt, when in trouble, it's always back to the future, baby. Always do what you know best and go back and do it again and again. Now, of course, the whole world loves a nostalgia fest. You know, we're always celebrating some anthem sometime or other. Uh, and uh, this is no exception this week. The news came through, didn't it? You're hearing the song right now. This is a direct reaction to the announcement of One Republic, I think, as the entertainment at the 2019 GF. I think you're right. The old schoolers have to be kept happy. Now, Chris... One of the other great things about uh, reinventing the past and bringing it back to the future, of course, is blood and guts. Yeah. You know, last night, before I start this conversation, I think you better bring in the actual expert into the room right now. We've decided to bolster our ranks, Stephen. Coming uh, very much from a, a southern perspective is from Sharkcast TV and Radio Newman. Newman, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Stephen. And we talk about uh, blood, guts and rugby league being on one leg. What better way to talk about that than to bring a Sharks fanatic onto the show. Yes, indeed. You're going to cause some trouble today, aren't you? I'm here to do that. Yes, as, yes. As, I was just saying, like we, don't need, wreck. we don't need any more disruption. No more anarchy. We want a calm, placid lifestyle. We want some meditation, some Buddhism, some uh, some Zen-like status uh, amongst well, us, but rugby league's not going to do well, that, Well, we're, we're ready to step into the ring because Channel 9 wants us gone, and I'm sure we'll be discussing that lately. Okay. Now, not gone, but Gore, Gore Fest last night. Gory Gorgeous South Sydney, they're calling this morning. And we just walked through uh, Waterloo, Chris, and gee, what a state it's in this morning. People... It, uh, heads are bandaged. Yeah, talk about running on one leg. Yeah, the, the whole of the whole suburb of Redfern water loose on one leg. Claret flowing down the streets, it's, and they're happy about it too. There's just like litre bottles of Dettol being used. Yeah. Uh, but there's celebration in the street because it was a win for the rabbits. Now, if I could put it to you, it's a great cultural sort of festival, this idea that two of the team's most hated opponents come together. Uh, we'll get to Joey Johns in a minute. Uh, but running of the bulls, you know that, Chris, you've been there. Pamplona? Yes, I've seen you down the street there. My abiding memory of running in the Bulls was the year that Ian Chappell ran the, mm. with the Bulls. Did he? And, <laughs> and, 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 and the same... What could be more apt? In the same spirit, and by the way, Ben Iken keeps asking what the spirit of the game, it's blood streaming down the uh, head of Liam Knight last night. Um, like when people go to uh, air shows and Formula One races... What do they expect? Well, they want the excitement, the speed, but they're, sort of, they're hanging out for a crash. Yes, yes. And I have to say, there was a black part of my soul... <laughs> 
that saw the footage of Trapelli running down yeah. with his newspaper and right, his cravat right. and his hoping, white suit, hoping, ho- hoping that a wishing. ball would just gore oh. the Christ out of him. Yeah, now, and can I just point out, when we talk about Liam Knight, it's worth bringing up that he was a member of the Cronulla Sutherland Supporters Club for many years. Is that right? He was. You know, people would travel around with the team and follow them yeah. all the away games. Yeah. But was there more blood at the running of the Bulls in Pamplona or in the streets of Redfern this morning? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a 50-50 proposition. I was quickly going to say about Liam Knight was when he was a member of the Cronulla Supporters Club, is that where he developed the theory that if you sprayed more teen in your mouth, you'd beat the breath test? Um, <laughs> On Tom Ugly's bridge. I, I, I tell you, I, I'll, give it, I'll give it to Redfern yeah. because to me it was like that. Is it La Tontina or whatever I think Redfern Tom was Tontina, yes, yes. The, the Festival of the Tomato? Yes, yes. Is it in... Where you, is it in Italy? It's or? in Italy. It's in Italy, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Just people just stomped, and it's tomato fever, and that was how red the streets of Redfern were running this morning after the Gore Fest. Every pub and every home across the land last night, when that shot of Liam Knight comes up, everyone goes, ooh. Yeah, no, but they, ling- they linger, and they linger, yeah. and they linger, and the ratings just start to spike. They were they? just friends who were in the pub watching that in Redfern who just said, let's just get out and just punch let's the absolute tripe out of each other in the street. <laughs> that's on the cauliflower. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've unfairly branded South fans the Orcs of Mordor, Stephen. I've yes. never supported you in that, but I think there is a theory that basically they were like a video nasty now, the Evil Dead. You know, it's just it's just rivers Wayne, of blood. Yeah, well, Wayne zombies. <laughs> exactly. They're back. They're back. Yeah. Now, listen. Uh, I could also mention the Colosseum, of course, and Russell Crowe's connection to Rome. Yes. And blood was a favourite then, and yes. gore and death. Yep. You know, I'm just, he's invoking that surely. And ANZ Stadium. What yeah. better parallel when, with yeah. ANZ Stadium yeah. and the Colosseum in Rome? Absolutely. Are uh, there two venues that are more suited to one yeah. another? They should do like a sister I, arrangement. You know, this is why I'm opposed to the refurb yeah. at ANZ Stadium because I had the pleasure of being in. You were there, Kathy Freeman. I was there, 2000. <laughs> uh, I was there, 2005. More importantly, 2015, <laughs> greatest final ever. <laughs> I was there for that. Uh, you played Rhinestone Cowboy and changed I our sure lives forever. Ch- forever, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to the Colosseum in the Forum. Yeah. And, you know, at the Forum in Rome, you can see centuries of history and the yeah. sort of like the, the layers of an onion. Yes, yes. Uh, to, to refurb ANZ Stadium takes something away from people five, six hundred years from now yes. who should be able to go is out to our, Homebush. Is that our right? No, I don't think it is. Yeah. Is I it Gladys's right? It's not her right at no, all. No, no. You've got to leave it alone so that yeah. in six, seven hundred years' time, people from Italy can come to Sydney, go to Homebush, and see the outline, the remnants of what was exactly. a once great you would be robbing, Colosseum. You would be robbing people of the memory of round 17 2008 Gold Coast Titans versus Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Totally, true, totally true. Pissed. Big game. Yeah, we can leave a plaque out the front. <laughs> now, at risk of offending anybody out there and anyone's families connected to this, how about this for the idea of relocator or, or execution, extinction, yes. where we get every rugby league team and talk about Gorefest, it's got to be televised, we send them up Everest. See who see who doesn't put come back. Put them in the queue. Put them in the queue. Put them in the queue to the summit. <laughs> yeah. You can step over bodies. You've got to wear your colours. Right? Well, I think you've described Everest as there's a word for it now that's somewhat colourful. Rainbow Valley or Rainbow yeah. Field or something. Because of all those uh, yeah. uh, iridescent parkas that the people are left. Just spotting them out. Wasn't that image of the queue to the summit of Everest like Man. the low point of yeah, 2019? That was the coffee machine. Unbelievable. You think that the, you, you go on holidays and you think, gee, there's a lot of people around these days. And then you think, I'm going to summit Everest Somewhere and there get might in be the people. queue. <laughs> you know, that, Tourism. That picture of the queue reminded me of uh, an experience you'd have at the Goldman McDonald's at 10.25 before they went to all-day breakfast. <laughs> you know, and, and where you were in the queue, you were either going to get that McMuffin yeah. or you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd Carney and Gav Miller would have been in that queue. <laughs> 
went aloud. Yeah. Now, listen, highlights from last night. I think uh, we're all talking about Jared Warrior Hargraves and that hit. Was it Thuggery Chris or was it just as he, oh, he's an unlucky sort of guy? Come on. He, he's unlucky. Is he? It was rugby league. It was vintage. What he should have done was gone up to the referee and said, Are we playing rugby league, sir? Yes, we are. Play okay. on. Play on. Play on. Simple statement of fact. There. I, I think the general discussion was what was he was he going to make his arm disappear? <laughs> I can't make my arm disappear, sir. Uh, where was Latrell? Let, well, he was on Planet Coosbane, wasn't he? He was he was in and out like he he a couple of uh, poor errors, but then just because near the end of the game almost went unnoticed. But I think mm. Joey picked it up because Joey, mm. you know, is the the greatest thinker in rugby league. What a freak! Off that last tackle, he just took a, a you know the Roosters had gone like ten mm. meters in five tackles, and he just roosted it down the field, and it was almost a twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, what about the big crazy. news? Victoria, yeah. big hits. The Americans love rugby league now. Is oh because to, 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 to Munster. Of course. It's yeah. gone nuts, gone viral, as they say. That was, was a shot and a half. That was a shot that and a half. That was a shot and a half. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Manly later, but yeah. that was pretty much it for Manly, wasn't uh, it? Now, the, the exciting news that came out last night, I, I saw Alex Johnson with pen and paper in hand. What's he up to, Chris? <laughs> Newman, I don't know if you've, if you've heard this bit of news, but Alex, because let's face it, South Sydney, with the arrival of Russell Crowe... Cultural and vanguard. Peter, and Peter Holmes, of course, not, not properly credited this. Yeah. Huge thefts in history now. Of yeah. course. And uh, Alex... Feuds. It's all theatrical. Yeah, and Alex Johnson is writing a... Movie yes. is that right? As opposed yeah. to uh, Jason Stevens, who's been on this show, yeah. and all due respect, I hope it's a, a historical <laughs> drama, Chris. No, it's a comedy. Oh no, yeah. oh, yeah. a rom Did you catch Chasing Comets? Is it, is it a deliberate comedy or well, just no, is no, it com- no, it's, comical? No, it's stated. It's because, it, and you know why Alex says he's writing a comedy for George Burgess? Well, he's, well, George's option, starring Russell's option, Russell's option. Yep. Yeah, Alex says I'm writing a comedy because. I'm a pretty funny guy. Is that ah. right? <laughs> all, my, all my mates say so. Which, which, which <laughs> my mum says I'm funny. <laughs> Did anyone see Chasing Comets? Jason Stevens, uh, Uber. No. I, no. Watch, I watched it. Of course you did, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you have more time than... I don't know what time-space continuum you live in. You know. well, I have a life, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> Bo, Bo Ryan played the comic foil, and it was shameless propaganda... The comic foil! Shameless propaganda for his religious beliefs in a way that if you ever saw Battlefield Earth with John Travolta and um, Forrest Whitaker, it was completely... We didn't no- get through that one either, did we, Newman? <laughs> It was completely not transparent. It had anything to do with Scientology. But Jason absolutely wore his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Uh, by is the way, it, is it like how Ricky Gervais feels the need to thread his atheism into any production that he, that he makes? <laughs> by the way, Battlefield Earth has one of my favourite taglines in movie history. You know, like in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Uh, just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water, yeah. the mm. tagline for Battlefield Earth was, "I'm waiting." It is the year three thousand. Wow. Wow. That's got me already. So Alex is writing a comedy. Yes. And uh, we'll be the beneficiary of it, and I'm sure the AFI will be dipping in. What's the theme of this comedy? Is it rugby league themed? Because we know there's so much comedy... material to mine in comedy yes, for rugby yes. league. There's not enough great rugby league movies, is there? There's this Sporting Life, Final mm. Winter, it's a, yeah. uh, Footy Heroes. Footy with Heroes. With it's Arndo. a funny conundrum, isn't it? Because if you don't know rugby, you don't get it, then you're not going to touch anything about it. If you're in it, you also don't... You need distance or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's no irony, you know. Look, uh, can I just say, here's a plot. Back oh, to the future. I can't wait for this. Hate, hate, hate. South Sydney and the Roosters, these clubs don't like each other. Have you heard this before, Chris? Stop, I... stop me if you have. <laughs> Sorry, okay. stop me if I have or yeah. haven't. <laughs> the players don't like each other. Their supporters don't like each other. Bring it on. Now, this is, a, this is one of the great minds, great thinkers. I love it. There's not enough hate in the game. The game is built on rivalries and passion. Correct. Did you know? Correct. Kick a Sydney team out of the comp. <laughs> Kick them out. Doesn't run any deeper than the animosity between these foundation clubs. This is Joey John speaking here. Well, there you go. I mean... 
if Alex Johnson isn't writing a movie based mm. on the Book of Feuds, yeah, well, which would be hilarious, yes. he should be. Well, yeah. what's he doing with his life if you're not? Because <laughs> we have posited on the show, Newman. I mean, you'll hear from Stephen later about how, uh, just like um, Hitler annexed the Sudetenland, uh, St. George Illawarra. We so, are getting deep so, philosophical today. So, We've gone from the Forum <laughs> Roman Colosseum through to Hitler. Yeah, yes, yes, the, yes. That they should annex Cronulla Sutherland and uh, solve Channel 9's well, problem. The, the Allies and the Axis, come on. Well, but, when but, you say but, that rugby league's built on hatred and rivalry, what better way to start hatred and rivalry to remove a traditional, quote unquote, traditional club and bring in a soulless new franchise? Well, merge what South a, and East. That, that, now that's thinking. Because if you go outside well, now, yeah, you go to Redfern that's Street. That's anarchy, Chris. You go to Redfern Street, that's, that's Coogee. It's, it's the same. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coffee culture. Th- three French restaurants up there. Lewis Street, Bondi, <laughs> and Botany Road, Redfern. It is exactly the same. same. Exactly, exactly the same. By Let the me way. finish here. Yes. Go, Joey. He goes, I always knew about tribalism, but since moving into the eastern suburbs a few years ago, I have appreciated the hate between them. Hmm. Isn't that a sad commentary on rugby yeah. league? Yeah. That the great, the Newcastle great, working class mining town. You yeah. talk about a steel cl- town. If you thought the club wasn't, in, if you thought the club wasn't in crisis, yeah. see if you can catch Phil Gardner's interview with James Hooper and NRL three sixty to see how bad that club is going. That Joey Johns lives in the eastern suburbs. Yes, but he's got it right here, Chris. He says there's a perception of class warfare. The Roosters are the glamour club with Bondi at its heart. Souths are the working class battlers. Well, we saw that this morning. Yeah. Did we, we saw that. We did see that. Did it's we? still true. In the heart of Waterloo, Chris, the auction mortar rule. You've got to go deep into the heart, though, that's okay. too, because the gentrification is occurring apace. <laughs> Hasn't quite touched right to and the then, court. Of course, the two guys out the front of the Cauliflower Hotel with their arm around each other and a schooner in their hand, just yeah. blood streaming out of their face. And at 8 o'clock this morning. After just a night of punching on. Yeah, punching on. And then this is, a, this is going to top it all, Chris. I hope the gods of rugby league allow these two foundation clubs, because the, the gods of rugby league have turned on me. Oh, they certainly have. They certainly have, right. <laughs> these two foundation clubs to play in the grand final. He goes, I promise I'll be a good boy if that happens. <laughs> Now, that begs the question, what was he planning on doing if they don't get into the grand final? What could, be, what could be more Andrew Johns? He does two things, right? He misbehaves, and then when any player does anything minor, minor freakish on the field, he says, what a freak. What a player. That's, that's kind of like Todd Greenberg saying, if Manly don't get the act sorted out, they'll lose a home final. Joey Johns says, unless they sort this out, I'm going to behave badly. I'm going to behave badly. Now, like, that it's course, like when he got done with the ecstasy pool, like... People were up in arms, and he's like, what were you going to do with it? And he's like, well, of course I was going to take it. I was like, going that to, was, that well, was the night cover scored the church. He yeah. was going to be a good boy. That was never under, under question. His moral radar yeah. is so askew to the general population. And, and would you suggest, Newman, that, that after hearing that quote, that the whole rugby league community is now willing those te- two teams not to get in the grand final? <laughs> well, I don't think <laughs> Just there's to too see many rugby league supporters who want to see the Storm or the Roosters in the grand final for the next five years. Chris, what, least. Do you, what do you say about that, Chris? Well, I think what it uh, ultimately speaks to, Stephen, is who runs the game. Right. And there's been all sorts of discussion this week about is it uh, the NRL or Channel 9. It's hard to think it's Channel 9 after the games that they'll be showing at primetime this week. I think it's Melbourne and... Tell me about it. Well, I can't wait for the Panthers versus Newcastle. And how about those Dragons and Titans game, hey? Saturday. (laughs) Top rating TV, that one. That's right. (laughs) I am just counting down the hours. But we have... Uh, revelations courtesy of Andrew Webster, actually, who runs the game, don't we? Right, now, uh, Andrew, uh, we, we both frequent the same streets. Yes. Uh, Cleveland Street's one of those hot spots for food. Uh, I go to Fatima's, but he was uh, he happened to walk past the Prophet the other night. Yes. Now, uh, the Prophet is one of the great Lebanese traditions when the you know the Christian Lebanese fled the Civil War or what it was back in the 1960s or 70s. We, you know, we've got a glorious background of this story here, and the Prophet's one of those restaurants. Now, 
There was a man standing up in the table giving a speech, a lecture, so to speak. That man is known to radio folk around the country. That man has been fighting the fight for the battlers, Struggle Street, for many, many years. We're talking about Alan Jones. Well, it can't be Ray Hadley because he's in hospital. The people's champion, the Alan people's Jones. The people's champion. Yes, he's now... He's is, fighting for the Tamil family. He's fighting the, for those Sri Lankans. Friend of the battler. What's his salary now? Three million a year? If he, if anyone can understand the plight of the battler, <laughs> yeah, yes. it is a man who lives on Bennelong Point on $3 million a year. Exactly. Exactly. Now, he was there with a crowd of people led by an entrepreneur, a very mysterious figure, Chris, Norm Nichols. Norm Nichols is... I don't know Norm Nichols. Norm Nichols keeps a low profile, but mm. um, he was in the news last decade where he had a company called Lohahi Development... Oh, who, yes. I love who, this. ...who were offering ocean view lots that speculators will not be able to stand on for many millenniums. That was because he was selling the lots that were... 360-degree views of the ocean. Yes, submerged more than 900 metres below sea level. <laughs> this on, is climate change, isn't yes, it? Yes. On an oh. underwater volcano, no Lohahi, right. located about 32 kilometres southeast of the big island of Hawaii. Norm said, what's the scam? Question mark. If you really think that there's something here that you can't live on, no one's forcing you to buy it. It's meant to be fun. Ah, it's meant to be fun. Is this the remake of Waterworld, is it? (laughs) And how many mom and pops have done their life savings on a pitch by an institutional investor? It'll it'll be a bit of fun. And this is what they're It's meant to be fun. (laughs) That's a t-shirt. I I now live underwater. I can't ever go anywhere because I'm hermetically sealed. It's It's meant meant to to be be fun. fun. You've got to leave your kids something. Who was at this dinner, Chris? Well, if you, I mean, apparently there's a rotating list each year, isn't there? You can you can talk about your Illuminati. Yes, yes. You can talk about your stonecutters. Oh, yes. But this is this the is most co- powerful cabal okay. I've ever heard. Oh, good okay. use of the word cabal. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we've come out of the blocks flying with Alan Jones. We segue into supercoach Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, okay. Creeping Jesus. Yeah. The hardest man in rugby league, mm. a.k.a. Sam Burgess. Sam. Uh, well, look what happened last night. Yeah. The, Sam. <laughs> was, was, was he the Marrickville Mauler? Uh, Jeff Fennick? Fennick, yes, he was. Yes, the Marriott Mauler, yes, Jeff Fennick. Yeah. I love you all. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the greatest sinker in rugby league so identified this morning, the great Andrew Johns. What a freak. Well, okay, so there was a heavy, heavy tilt to South Sydney, now we're shifting a little bit. The heavy tilt to blokes, I can tell you that much. Blokes, yeah. yes. Yes, where was Katie Holmes amongst all this? Correct. You know, yeah, okay. Uh, any, any female referees in there? No one. Touch thought, judges? I, I can't believe Aaron Mullen's not there. Benny Elias. Benny Elias. Benny Elias. Oh, well, that, door, Benny. Yeah. Now... We're really getting to the, the, the cream the, the, of the crop here. The, and the proxy? No, well, well, the, the proxy, when we talk about entrepreneurs selling water, uh, land that's underwater, <laughs> we immediately go to the proxy for the Don, the yes. Godfather. Yes. We go for Mark Burris yes. representing Nick Pilatus. Who, after Alan Jones gave his speech, said, it's meant to be fun. Meant to be fun. It's meant to be fun. And then finally, one last one. No, we've got two more. Two more. We've got Matt Moran, who just sat there criticising the vine leaves all night. And he oh, said, really, oh, this coffee is no really? It's not up to really? It's undercooked. <laughs> and Johnny Elias. Johnny. It says to me the mystery man, the man that doesn't fit amongst all of this, is Matt Moran. Do you think Matt Moran's the man running rugby league? I think Matt Moran is running rugby and, league. Well, you ain't nobody unless you're a celebrity chef in 2019. And guess what? Dragon supporters, that bodes well for me. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go.
Yes, indeed. We thought that the South Sydney mob were going nuts overnight this morning. Imagine what the Lebanese are doing right now. And the prophet, hello to you, Alan Jones, Norm Nichols, and Matt Moran. We salute you too. I could go a banquet right now. Say again? I could go a banquet right now. You could, couldn't you, yeah. Chris? Yes. Um, now, we talked about the game of the round last night, really sort of ticked all boxes, and uh, it was an amazing finish, Chris. Uh, South Sydney got the, uh, the oh, chocolates, as they say. Sorry, I thought the game of the round was Newcastle Penrith, 4pm We have Sunday. We have touched on some of those highlights as well, <laughs> the Dragons and Titans, etc., etc. But we come to your two teams, uh, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks and the, is it the Western Suburbs Ashfield Magpies? Bowman Wright Eastwood. The, joint, what is it, the joint venture is yeah. titled and has been titled for 20 proud years, Stephen. Sorry, the Wests <laughs> Tigers. Wests. Yeah, well, Tigers. You, you might remember Marina Go uh, wrote a challenging email to a journo about uh, uh, her interactions with the other NRL chairmen, and she signed it Marina Go Chair Wets. Tigers. Wet Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. How apt. Yeah. Yes, but at least you're fighting for a position. Now, th- why is this game important, Newman? Well, it's an early semi-final. Both yeah. teams and yeah. how apt, how fitting for the most popular forwards in New South Wales history, Paul Gallen yeah. and Robbie Farrar, to find themselves in a position where one of them is going to miss out on the semi-final. Why is Robbie so unhappy all the time, though? Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Chris, maybe yeah. you can... We've only been in the playoffs three times in 19 years, Stephen, so... <laughs> That's not going to make anyone and, that, that and, uh, overjoyed. Uh, there is a big chance you're going to miss out again this year. I can see this difference in confidence and you're just hedging your best, Chris. Oh, confidence. Now, Newman, you do the Sharkcast radio podcast with Sam Shinazi, who I keeps do. who keeps brushing us. He like, brushes he's sidestepping us big time, isn't he? Say, now, I, um, you know, to do my research, certainly caught this week's episode. And seriously, it was like an hour counselling session <laughs> for yourselves where the, you're basically death riding the Sharks saying well if we win on Sunday which is I guess some possibility but we're not going to go anywhere uh, we've got to get rid of this guy and that guy the lack of confidence you have in your team is palpable and it just reflects the misery that is a Shark supporter I <laughs> yeah it is because we have seen time and time again obviously the scenes on Sunday you would have seen them if you watched Channel 9 because Channel 9 decided that the Dragons Tigers was the game of the round not uh, Raiders Sharks which mm. was a sellout in the sun it was Paul Gallon's uh, final home game, 450 You know we call the him the GOAT, don't you? The GOAT, the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Anyway, we are so conditioned to these magnificent moments where there's a, a full stadium. So, and so conditioned to these magnificent moments. Did you hear that, Chris? <laughs> okay, keep going. We are conditioned to these magnificent moments where you can make <laughs> lifetime supporters out of the club and they go on and find a way to lose, particularly when they go up 12 <laughs> points nil, score more tries, but don't kick enough goals. Now, if I could, we talk about the prophet, I would like to bring in the great hypocrite. And uh, when you've got a man called, and I know that the, the dragons were, bore that pain as well with John Howard, when you've got ScoMo amongst the crowd, he in jumper, there. scoffing beers, is there, is there a... Well, a, he wasn't in a jumper, he was in a Sharks-themed Hawaiian shirt. Ooh. Does it get, no, they, they came does out this year. Any, with, oh, yeah. does mm. it, does rug, can rugby league get any lower, Chris? I asked you. Oh, Gladys is really. a manly fan. You don't see her in the crowd all the time, though, don't you? She's in the box, right? <laughs> well, ScoMo's, true. Well, Andrew, the Andrew and Johns lives in Bondi. That's it's a, a, a mixed-up world, isn't it? It's a, it's it it, it wasn't pretty. And, uh, Newman, I know you, I had the pleasure of joining you to call a game uh, for the Chairman's Club, I think, the, yeah. the broadcast. I know you had... And a big shout-out to Dino Mazzatesta, who's a huge fan of Fire Up. Love, love Dino. I enjoyed his interview about the future of the club that you did with him. Very wide-ranging. Definitely uh, access it online, Sharkcast. But uh, you <laughs> called the game with uh, Dave Ray, a uh, friend of the show. Punishing. 
And the uh, yes, the love that uh, he's a Canberra fan. Yeah. The love that uh, you have for your team, uh, exemplified by no uh, clearer example, that the great great premiership winning Sasai Fecky did a lap of honour <laughs> at half time. This is a spinal tap moment. Newman doesn't know who it is. Right, right. Like I mean, you're calling the games. You can't even recognise yeah, your injured it, winger. Because well, it was on the other side of the field. You know, we're we're a long way back up it's in Peter the upper, Bernstein. Up in Peter Bernstein. But at, at half time, a Ute comes out onto the field <laughs> with a player in the back waving. <laughs> Waving. And nobody announced it. Nobody knew it was in his civvies. <laughs> in his civvies. Nobody there you go, knew Chris, it was on. until he was about yeah. you know behind the post, so yeah. more than halfway around. And it's uh, give it up for could the society. Yeah, this could have been a kitty from the Starlight Foundation having their dream Waving. come true or something. <laughs> can I hold your optimism and your hopes down a bit, a little bit more, Newman? This is happening on the hollow turf, the Moreton Bay Figs, the beautiful bay scenario that is Leichhardt Oval. There's it's sacred ground to you, isn't it? Chris? It is, Stephen. Yeah. You know, it's often referred to now as the eighth wonder of the world. The eighth wonder of the world. It just used to be Leichhardt Oval. And that yeah. was enough for me. Mm. But uh, a lot of speculation about whether Robbie will play. Well, Robbie's got a broken leg, right? Well, they say it's his last stand. Yeah, so Barry one... Chambers, all that sort of stuff. The bone machine. The bone machine. Uh, yeah. Via Jake Friend, via yeah. Cooper Crystals. Tron. Yes. They'll, uh, they'll smear. And he's back in three weeks' time. We're all looking for a great tragedy to end this. It's a little bit like, uh, I don't know, Winks breaking your leg in the last run. You know, yeah, that sort of thing, right? Well, well the... I got on the phone to my spies on the way here, and I believe he is playing. Yes. And wouldn't that be appropriate? He is setting himself up. He can either be the hero or the yeah. villain. If they lose, he's going to be the yeah. ultimate selfish. Because Robbie Lee doesn't deal in halfway stories, does no. he? Chris? No. And Rob- Robbie Farah has this awe around him, this stink around him that he's a stink. selfish player. <laughs> it's all about him. I mean, if he it's does like that play and they with lose, purple smoke, isn't it? he could play a 10 out of 10 game and they lose. It's all going to be his fault. Yeah. Why did Robbie Pelley? You guys can cast uh, all sorts of aspersions <laughs> against Robbie, but I, I, I'm on board, though. There's, there is concern that the nasty, evil, grubby sharks would yeah. work the leg, twist yes, it and turn it. it. Is, yes. But I was actually not confident he was going to play until I opened my phone today and read in the Herald that a shirtless Farrah hits top gear. <laughs> if Robbie's prepared to get rid of the shirt, he's fine to go. He's, he's ready. Cocky. Sun's out, guns he's out. Ready. Now, what would be the... How would the... Well, I don't know, the irony, for want of a better term, if Gal broke his leg. Well, now you, last see, this is why you're an ideas man. And yes, yes. The yes. NRL needs to take notice of these kinds of ideas. I mean, imagine that for theatre. You want to talk about convicted results. Yes. And, of course, there still is the option that if uh, the Bulldogs beat the Broncos, the Sharks and Tigers run dead, have a draw, and both go through. Well, here's my ah, here's my dream scenario. Okay. Right? So, first of, first of all, it, <laughs> is Mathematics. A, it is a dream because it's relying on the Bulldogs to beat the Broncos. But say that happens. One of the great farewells at Leichhardt Oval, I always talk about, to the strains of Mark Knopfler's local hero, Junior Pierce ran round uh, Leichhardt Oval doing a lap. Is it? We're we coming back to simply the best. Did, again? He, run, Tina did Turner? he run a lap? Just how appropriate. <laughs> he walked. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Tears streaming. But uh, Tiger's great Kevin Harwick also retired that day. Yeah. He was stretched off the ground with ten minutes to go, bleeding from both ears. That was his. <laughs> that was his farewell. Rugby league. Isn't this great? If the uh, Broncos lose, the Tigers and the Sharks run dead in a golden point draw, and yeah. just near the end, uh, in a mock tackle, Gal and Robbie come together. Odd angle, yeah. both stretch it off, broken yeah. legs yeah. into the semi-finals. Last so they're game, finished. Beautiful. So they both make the finals, but they're both finished. That's it. I also hear there's a rumour floating around that uh, Aaron Woods is running out without his pants on. Aaron Woods will be wearing his Leichhardt 2040 uh, underwear that matches his tattoo. How did you know this, Chris? Uh, I, I have my spies, Stephen. But yeah. uh, Newman, you're a huge Aaron Woods fan, I believe. Oh, huge fan. I particularly love he's in the middle of ruck defence, <laughs> where he just sort of taps people as they run past. That's my favourite. <laughs> he's a great bloke, though. But it's, but it's Tigers all the way, Stephen. Okie dokie. Uh, and there's going to be a cash bonus on offer, apparently. 
Brighton's lawyers, one of the most generous contributors to rugby league at all levels of the game... Where's have, our cut, Chris? Yes, that's right. <laughs> ...have promised the Tigers a big, fat cash bonus uh-huh. if they make so the playoffs... Good. Um, I assume it'll be delivered uh, uh, New South Wales Labor Party style in an Alzheimer's bag. Is this, is, is this kosher? Uh, Can they do this? What salary cap? Okay. Well, Fire of course. to you with that song what was that when was it from etc etc Tiger in the Spotlight mm. Emerson, Tiger in a Spotlight I think it was called from Emerson Lake and Palmer finally got first some first time debuting on Fire, on Fire Up after 14 years yes uh, <laughs> my sixth year here it, you'll find it on an album called Works Volume 2 which was a companion right. piece to the Great Works Volume 1 which of course Features their rendition of Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man. So much information. My Which name is became Steve the AFL theme for Channel 7 for yeah. years. What could be more appropriate for FBI than Emerson, Lake and Palmer? That's exactly. right. And, and the Tigers will be in the spotlight Sunday, 2pm, Leichhardt Oval, where they uh, finally return to the promised land. OK, so we've had South Roosters, where we've got that great big matchup, And, of course, Manly and the Eels. Jeez, that reminds me of another decade. Oh, isn't huh? it great? Doesn't throw you right Sharks, back? Tigers hey. at Leichhardt, Manly... Parramatta, yeah, Cumberland Oval. Yeah. What you know? What would make this better? Uh, Get rid of a Sydney team and bring in a Solus expansion club. Yes, that's the only way to improve this. Or just setup. put more money in the Titans. 
Yes, now he's in that world. Mal Meninga. Can't he write a letter, Chris? Oh, we're going to have a look at what we'll Mal We'll touch on Mal, but at the moment we want to talk about Manly and the Eels. Now, of course, um, the, you know, the Battle of Brookie just didn't happen. It was a done. It was, a, it was just a set up, and, and they got viewers, and nothing happened really. Except for the Tafua hit. Except for a fan who realised, uh, Tafua, yes, except for the uh-huh. fan who realised that there was no action on field. He was going to take upon himself to express his views physically with a phone, a la Russell Crowe, to a member of the storm coming off up the tunnel, Chris. And the tunnel. A la Russell Crowe. The phone is a weapon. The phone is a weapon. Words are a weapon. Fail Mary banners are a weapon. Yeah. So we, he just wanted to give uh, Will Chambers. He wanted a souvenir of Will up close and personal. And there was a message on the, on the phone. I gather. Yeah. Yeah. Grub. No. Fail Mary. Oh, fail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is sp- spreading like wildfire. Wow, that's going viral, Chris. <laughs> So anyway, of course, criticism about the security and also the shape of the tunnel and, and the notion that you can actually get into a, a crack in the tunnel. Now, word has it that it was used to be chicken wire, Chris. Yes, originally chicken wire. Blues Brothers style. Yeah, yes. Blues would throw the bottles yeah. at, the, at the chicken wire. Yeah, but you can get through that quite easily. It's very permeable, yeah. Stephen. A big man can get through yes. it. Yeah. And that was, like, I think, 1930s, 40s. Well, you uh, come with some cutters. Exactly. Yep. exactly. Then they moved to Perspex. 1960s, or that was... No, it's NASA yeah, technology, yeah, you know. Beautiful. It's all smeared and grey. Grubby and horrible. Yeah, grubby, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. What are they using now? The surely well, they've evolved. I was thinking about carbon fibre. Well. You know, like, like, uh, like I don't know, Nike shoes, you know, that sort of stuff. Well, this carbon fibre. Carbon fibre. You know, Titanium, As they said, they put humans on the moon in the 60s and we've really done nothing since then. Well, the, the Manly Tunnel is tribute to that because it's, yes. it's made out of the 1960s perspex. And if you are looking at all the politicians, and God, it's cost some heads, hasn't it? Baird, Abbott, yes. maybe Barry Jickelin, who yes. all put their weight behind Manly. And then nothing. nothing. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be tragic mm. that the um, Centre of Excellence, actually the funding gets pared back and it's just a new, t- new, new type of, you know, sort of titanium protection for yes. the tunnel and yes. that's the improvement and that's of the profile. that's the centre of adequacy or centre of... <laughs> Centre of mediocrity. Mediocrity. Yeah. Just, just that'll merge, do. Just merging with Newcastle. Well, well, I believe the official line is that he just wanted uh, from Manly was that he just wanted to take a selphie. <laughs> yes. And you've got to stick the phone through He's the cage. He's got his phone, got yeah, to come in, out, and that's yeah. all it was. And then, you know, whack on the head. You know, play oh, on. sorry. Yeah, that's play right, on. Really. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, then that's, that's, yeah. and he wanted to get Chambers in the picture, yeah. so it was not easy. Yeah. yeah. So, hence, you know. You remember the stories of one of the Manly players uh, that had the biggest, I think, biceps and triceps in the world. Marty Tapau could lift a car. Do you remember that? To pow, I remember. You know, you know his, the number plates of his car are Kapow. Kapow. Yeah. Uh, brand. Yeah. He was uh, potentially the on the um, trade block last year. Okay. And he's. Uh, what in, does that mean to those listeners, listeners who don't follow rugby league? You're being shopped around. The, shopped around, the, the, okay. The, the, the club. They couldn't afford him, didn't the, want to pay for him. Yeah, the club says, we're happy to look elsewhere because yeah. you cost too much and yeah. we don't believe in you. And if we're forced to put up with you, I guess we will. And Marty described the experience as being like a zoo animal and oh. that the patrons were social media, all the people on social media. So Isn't Chris, that a wonderful analogy? Mm. Chris, you've been to Taronga Zoo. I have. Is there a prettier sight than a giraffe and a sunset over Sydney Harbour? There is I ask you. A Two pe- giraffes. A peacock on the lawns, roaming free. I mean, Those really, what mountain is- go- goats oh, that hang climb off up the... the- the, uh, the Arctic structure, yeah. structure yeah. Now, yeah. What has Marty got to complain about? Well, uh, I think, Stephen, your uh, zoological knowledge is a little bit different. So it. It's yeah. a little bit limited. I mean, Newman, you've <laughs> been on many of the great gardens around the world that are zoological, but some of them are pretty brutal, aren't they? Well, my enduring memory is going to the Singapore Zoo and seeing, uh, and seeing the poor polar bear that lives in the Singapore Zoo, and it's oh, about man. 38 degrees every day, and his fur is... Uh, dyed green because of the amount of... Um, so this is 
What's the stuff that's in the water that I can't remember? No, not chlorine. No. Algae. 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 The algae in the water because so the water's so warm. Is, and he just lies there miserable. This is close to what Marty was feeling. <clears throat> so that's what Marty, Marty was feeling. Marty is the polar bear in Singapore. Yeah, 100% so, correct. But it's interesting because this idea that coaches look at players as animals actually has some currencies yeah. we can hear now. Well, they get called cattle, don't they? If you haven't got the cattle, it doesn't matter. You, you, you could be Jesus. You're not going to get them over the line. You need the cattle there to start with. They've got some great cattle, so hopefully you can turn them around. I totally, I concur. So, so that's twos, yeah. and he's saying that basically players are like cattle. Yep. And, you know, then... But, Chris, you, if you gussy them up a little bit, right? Yeah. You put a tutu on a cow, a bit of lipstick, right? We're on a pig, you know? And, and you know the beauty pageants around the world? Yes. Where they get paraded in bikinis? Yes. If Marty and company, including most, most teams who've got players, would dress up in, I don't know, uh, their swimmers... Want a bit him, do a bit of posing, muscle posing, etc. Show off their wares. Can I, can I ask you, who is the most bovine-like rugby league player of all time? <laughs> they used, to call, they used no? to call John Scandala's cow eyes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's soft. That's sweet. I don't know, Georgie Rose, maybe. Georgie yeah. Rose, gorgeous George. But, but this idea of this beauty parade is around yeah. how do you get selected in the modern game. Yes, yes, they do and, a certain thing in America, don't and, they, with the draft. Yeah, and Newman was touching on the fact that uh, the Gold Coast Titans' head of performance and culture, Mal Meninga, yeah. has written... It's his, Mal on Monday, apparently, is his regular Mal letter on, on Monday. to fans. I'm Steve on Sunday. How do I get on that, that <laughs> mail list? And he said, this is my last Mal on Monday, and I want you to know that I'm going shopping ah, right, yes. for players. So... You need a bloody big bag to put a cow in there. You do. <laughs> but there are cattle auctions. There are cattle auctions. Yeah. <laughs> so Go out to Dubbo. What's he head of, by the way, Mal? Performance and culture. Culture. Wow. You wouldn't put that on your resume the way the Titans are going, would you? No. If there is a poster boy for, for, for yeah. performance and club culture, yeah, yeah. I, I would have but thought it's... that in Australian sport, when you ask, you know... Yeah. Uh, just go to John Howard and say, who is the, the, the poster boy for performance and culture in Australian sport? Yeah. And he would say the Gold Coast Titans. And Mal Meninga's the rep. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got SeaWorld. Yep. You've got casinos. Yes. Yep. You've got you know, beautiful little islands. Beaches. That have been. Yeah, beaches. You've got the Marriott Hotel. All that stuff. Cura yeah. Pub. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, the uh, bird sanctuary of Budrum. Birds. Uh, <laughs> Mini putt putt. Yes. Uh, oh, I love putt putt. <laughs> uh, the Vomitron, of course. The Vomitron. But he's, he's, his shopping list of uh, cattle, David mm. Fafita, Thomas Flegler, Josh Jackson, yeah. um, Dallin Watini's a Lesniak, I love to say, Felice Cafusi, Ryan Pappenhausen, former Tiger, Kyle Felton, Jordan McLean. On that list was Charles Nickel Clockstad. When <laughs> Charles saw that he was on the list... He, he immediately signed a three-year deal with the Raiders for fear yeah. of being shopped by Mal, who wants to shut up the big Mal's who are criticising And the isn't Titans. that 101 of shopping? You don't let people know what you're shopping for? Because somebody else might get the discount. Yeah, that's you know? right. Don't, don't let them and, know, and Mal. Can I just, can I just uh, put forth on a theory there that even if you were able to sign every single one of those players, which they will not be able to do, <laughs> their, for, their chances still may not improve? No I good. mean, there's no genuine superstar on that list. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. all, yeah. all this talk of how do we fix ailing teams like the Gold Coast, should they be there, expansion, extinction, I've got a solution. Uh-huh. Like th- There he's trying to identify talented players, and you would always argue that there are... <laughs> By the way, Riff and Pat magically transformed into his rabbit's jumper at some stage, and he's magically disappeared again. It's very, he's, got, he's got rabbit socks, it's very too. disconcerting. Uh, he's, he's got blood dripping down his leg, too. They yep. talk a lot about how do we distribute the... the the, the paucity of elite talent that are the players in rugby league. Yes. And that's how we'll try and get equalisation and, yeah. you know, every team's got a chance. They've got, they're barking up the wrong tree, guys. Mm. What they've got to do is they've got to introduce an annual coaches draft. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, Can you imagine with the, with the first pick in the 2020 <laughs> the coaches draft, the, first pick. the Gold you Coast Titans take Craig Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah. Problem is, solved. Chris, you get Shane Flanagan. That's why we call you the polymath. 
Thank that you. is brilliant. Thank you very much. That is absolutely brilliant. Everybody be happy with that one. <laughs> Feel Good Friday came early. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Ramona Eels, you get Garth Brennan. Oh, Come on down. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and all I can say to you guys is, uh, of course, you'd be behind the Dragons against the Titans this weekend, just out of uh, pity, surely? Um, no. No. I tell you, it was Even when they're low, scenes, you want to put the boot in, do you? Because after the game on, uh, on Sunday, we went down to Sharks Leagues Club, and the Cronulla needed the the Dragons to win, yep. to knock the Tigers out. And Couldn't the entire Sharks Leagues was no. supporting the Dragons, which was Mondo Bizarro. And the last time they'll do that. Yeah, 100% correct. Like Feel Good Friday, uh, the Purple Sox, Chris Newman, Purple Sox this week. Oh, yes. The referees. For are the kids. Yes, it's called Brave Hearts. It's uh, protecting the kids. So that's a feel-good finish. And Newman, good luck with you. Chris, good luck with you. And can I simply say, due to technical difficulties, there was no life and times of Gus Gould this week. Ah, mm. I did notice that big hole. Mm. Wow, mm. maybe next week. Okay. Is it Gus's fault? Yes, probably. Uh, okay, all right, nothing there. Thank you, Newman. No, nothing there, okay. Happy to be here, Chris. <laughs> so tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!